all I know is I don't want to look like everybody else. I don't want to sound like everybody else. I don't want to work like everybody else. I want to stand out. I don't want to be arrogant. I want to be humble. I want to be the first to arrive, last to leave, dress sharp, ask where can I add more value. You're listening to The Man Maker Show. Welcome to Season 1 with your host, Brad Walgamon. This podcast is all about becoming a better man for ourselves and the people around us. So if you enjoy this episode, whether you're on your way to work or mowing the lawn, make sure to share this with somebody, like, and subscribe. Well, I hope you're ready, because here we go. Hello. And Brad Bogomont, welcome to the Man Maker Show. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you're enjoying these messages. Hope you're getting a lot out of it. I don't know where you are in the process of catching up on these messages or catching them as they're coming out. Um, but what I'm trying to do in the season one here is really try to release this information in, in larger bundles. And in, in, in other words, I'm not going deep on these particular subjects. I probably will in season two, three, four, and so on, where I will take some of these subjects and take a deeper dive. But I'm going to try to keep them at a surface level so you can kind of begin to develop in your mind. My goal on this show here is to really help men become better men, right? To, to introduce boys to men, if you will, taking young men that are still in the season of life and helping them to be a little more of a leadership type man. I want to help those that maybe got left behind and got in their 30s and 40s and maybe look back and go, you know, I just really never developed my my manliness, I just never, you know, I just never got it. And, you know, it's no, no fault of my own. I just never got mentored by men. I just never really dug in. Or, or maybe some of you are in your latter age of life, 50s and 60s and 70s, and you're like, how did I miss this? But now that I got this, I want to take this information. I want to share it with my kids, my grandkids, because I really believe that men need men. I think men need to mentor men. No offense to women. Women are fantastic. Greatest woman I ever met in my life was my mom followed by my wife. I'm unbelievable human beings. I would not be where I am if that wasn't for my mother. However, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for my father. Not only my earthly father, my heavenly father. As most of you know, I'm a Christian. It's my confessed faith and belief. I love Jesus. You don't have to be part of the show. I'm not, not a prerequisite. I'm, I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm just going to be what I am. And, and uh, you can take what you can take and leave what you don't want to take. But I'm going to be me. And I think that's part of being a man. It's being comfortable being who you are, knowing who you are, in some cases knowing whose you are, and a little bit about why you do what you do and where you're going. When you know why you do what you do, what you do makes total sense. So what I'm trying to do tonight is talk to you a little about four keys, four areas, if you will, that I really think that you should focus on developing if you're in your 20s or maybe into your 30s. But for sure in your 20s, or if you're in your late teens, and you're catching these messages and you're just kind of digging into stuff, I'm gonna give you four areas, okay? And I'm not gonna give them in, in priority one, two, three, four. Uh, I'm gonna give them in a way that I think you can handle it uh, because not everybody can handle the truth if you uh, go back and watch an old movie. But in any event, area number one, okay? Area number one I want you to work on developing and that is your body. I want you to be strong. I want you to get in the gym. You know, I've never been in the gym, neither had I. I was a tennis player, right? Tennis players were never, never, ever in the gym. We were told big muscles are slow and they're, they're buying you up. And you look at Tiger Woods from when he started, he was a skinny little runt to getting stronger and stronger and stronger and developing his masculinity as a man does. Get in the gym. Get yourself in shape. 
If you're overweight, own it, right? I'm a little overweight right now. I, I, I own that, right? I'm not proud of it. I'm 25, 35 pounds overweight. I need to lose that weight. Hopefully, as the show progresses, you're going to see that happen right on your own, right before your very eyes as we go through this. But get in the gym. Get your body strong. Do it while your body responds, right? If you wait till your 40s or your 50s, your body may not respond. In fact, I don't want to say may. It probably won't. You know, testosterone levels are down. We don't develop the way we did in our 20s. When you're in 20s, right, your body responds. It also recovers quickly. You can push more weight. You can go harder because you can handle the injury or the breakdown. And, and that's what working out is. It's kind of controlled injury. You break things down, they build up stronger. You break it down a little bit, and you make it a little stronger. It's kind of a controlled injury. So get in the gym. Get your strength, right? Develop a little bit of a manly body. I think I've said before, my wife and I have an agreement. I do the heavy lifting, right? I don't want my wife to do the heavy stuff. I wanna be the strong man in my house, right? My wife has an injured neck. When she picks up heavy things, when um, she probably shouldn't, she strains her neck, right? I don't know why that is. Maybe that's just God's way of saying, Brad, be the man. But I want you to take some time to really think about getting strong. You don't need to get on steroids for God's sake. I don't recommend that anyway. I'm just talking about getting in the gym two, three, four days a week and get some strength. If you want to do it in yoga, do it in yoga. If you want to do it in calisthenics, if you can't afford to join a gym, then do bodyweight calisthenics. That's plenty. But do something to build your body. What I'm talking about is adding value. Make yourself more attractive. More attractive to a spouse, more attractive to businesses, more attractive to powerful relationships, because it ain't what you know, but who you know that makes things happen. So you wanna place yourself in a position where you're more attractive. And I don't mean like better looking, although you certainly wanna take care of yourself, but I'm just talking about you're able to handle. That if, if, if something needs to go down, whatever it is, you know, heavy lifting or something strong or something grungy or something dirty, they're not afraid to call you because you've proven that you're willing to do the heavy lifting and do the hard work. So let's build our bodies. Let's get in the gym, get with a friend, get, get, a, get a workout and commit three, four days a week, let's go. Let's lose the baby fat. Let's get proud of who we are as a man so that when the phone rings, we got what it takes. Second thing, build your mind. I'm gonna challenge you a couple simple things. Number one, I'm gonna challenge you to read for 15 minutes every single day. Now that should be simple. I would say that for 40 years, that's an exaggeration, 30 years, I have read at least an average of 15 minutes every single day for 30 years. <clears throat> now, mind you, most of you know my background, but I wasn't the sharpest kid in school. I had dyslexia. I went to special schools in my elementary days uh, to help me learn how to adapt to learning. I had dyslexia. I had ADD. They didn't diagnose those things, but it was later explained to me that that's what happened. My mom just told me, Bradley, you're special. And they put me in a special school for special boys, just like me. And I was like, wow, really mom? That's awesome, thanks. And I can just remember that we were in the car, my mom's telling my dad's driving, my dad's just looking straight ahead, just like, good job mom, good job Judy. And I bought into it. I didn't think it meant that I was handicapped. I didn't think that it meant that I had a learning disability. They framed it in a way that it made me feel special. And I was kind of weird because I didn't like school that much and I went to school for a summer, an extra year, otherwise I was gonna get left behind and, and you know, no one wants to do that, do a couple years twice. So <clears throat> I was not the smartest kid. I learned how to learn. 
I didn't do it until after high school, but I learned that if I read a book and I highlight, I underline, and I write myself notes in the margins, I'm able to retain a lot more information. <clears throat> I'm fairly good auditory. I can hear things. I can remember things. I love music. If you're that kind of person, then you might learn by audiobooks, but get in the habit of reading every day. And then secondly, add to that 15 minutes, listening to a developmental program of some sort, podcasts, audiobooks, but 30 minutes a day, I wanna challenge you to work on reading and listening to something about how to be a better human being. If you're watching this today, this will be about 20 minutes long, check, you're almost there, put 10 more minutes in. I don't care if you're laying in bed and you got your headphones on and you're going to sleep, go to sleep with something good. Your brain will process the last 15 minutes of data you put in it. If you're on your phone, throwing through social media, your, your brain's gonna go over whatever you're dealing with on social media, comparison or self-image stuff or improper stuff or whatever the case might be. Put good in your mind, right? We'll talk about bookends on, a, on another <clears throat> episode. But build your mind. The third thing I'm gonna challenge you to do is at least once a month, sit down with someone more significant yourself and take some classes, ask some questions. I, I will promise you, if I had more people say, hey Brad, <clears throat> I, I respect what you've achieved, can I buy you lunch and ask you five questions? A good friend of mine years ago told me that he wrote an email to Coach Carroll, the Seattle Seahawks, every day for a year. And one day, he got a response. And the question was, I would like to have to take you to lunch and ask you five questions. And after one year straight, send that message, he got a text back and says, meet me here at this time. I'm gonna give you one hour just because of your persistence. And that was a life-altering experience for him, but it's also a life-altering experience for me because that tells me there's something about people that respect persistence and they wanna tell you what they know. I would love to tell people what they know. This is why I'm doing this. Not enough people ask. Not enough people really say, Brad, how'd you do it? What was it like? What was your fears? What were your challenges? What'd you have to overcome? Maybe it's because they don't care. I don't know, but I personally think it's because they don't wanna bother me or they don't even think that I would answer the question or they don't even know what questions ask. But if you read and you listen, you'll hear the proper questions. Build your mind. Have a learning lunch once a month, listen to an audio for 15 minutes and read for 15 minutes. Can you do those three things? And let me throw a fourth caveat on there if I could. Attend some events. Go to something, right? I don't care if it's your church. I don't care if it's Anthony Robbins. I don't care if it's John Maxwell. I don't care if it's <clears throat> something in crypto. When I say I don't care, it's not like I don't care. I'm, somebody, I'm saying go and rub elbows with other hungry people that want to change, that want to grow, that want to listen. Can you do that once a quarter? Let's just say twice a year at a minimum. Can you read every day? Can you listen every day? Can you be mentored once a month? And can you attend something that adds value to you at least once a quarter, once a semester? I know you can. <clears throat> I'm talking about you increasing you. I'm talking about you increasing the value of you. I'm talking about developing such a value that you respect you. And when you respect you and you know you've got value, then guess what? It shines, you, you, you release it, it's called impartation. You release it to the people around, they recognize. When, when there's a fraud, we recognize that too. When there's a slick salesman, we recognize that too. When there's someone lack of confidence, we recognize that too. There's something about quiet confidence that comes as a result of these four things. And two of them, build your body, 
build your mind. Number three, build your wealth, right? <clears throat> now, you're not gonna get rich in your 30s more than likely, but build the foundation. What's the foundation? Foundation is number one, live below your means. I'll take a deep dive in this later, so I'm not gonna go really, really heavy on this, but what I'm talking about is get yourself onto a budget and live below your means. I'll, I'll leave it there because there's a lot more to that. Put yourself in a position to make some investments and take some risk. So what if you lose? What if you win? You got plenty of time to recover from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60. Build your wealth. Get a good job if you need to. Work as hard as you can. Work as many hours as you can. Be the first to arrive. Be the last to leave. Learn how to increase value in your company work at. Learn how to go to the employer. Go to your boss and say, hey, I'm really motivated to be here and I want to make the most of this opportunity. Is there anything else I can do while I'm here? I'm not asking for more pay. I'm asking for more opportunity to earn more pay. Is there something I can learn? Is there a book I can read? Is there a class? Is there a video, YouTube things? What can I do to increase my value? What can I do to learn more about the bigger picture we're doing? There's not a single employer in the world that won't go, nothing. If it is, leave that job within a week and find a better one. Because <coughs> the right employer will be drooling over that suggestion and always be the first one there and always be the last one to leave. Those things get noticed. Don't be the guy that wastes time. Don't be the guy that pushes off responsibility. Take the job, take the hard stuff, show up early, say that you're like, oh, I'm not getting paid for that. Yes, you are. You're taking an advance by the hard work you do over the next four, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years will pay you major dividends in your 30s, in your 40s, and your 50s. People notice. So make yourself noticeable. Build your physique. Build your mind. Build your wealth. Don't buy a bunch of fancy stuff. Buy enough to basically impress in the, in the work environment. Like, don't go crazy with it, but dress sharper. I'll give you an example. When I worked at a printing company in Redmond, Washington. I think the company was called Color Control. This is way back. And we were, we were a catalog manufacturer of all things. That would be like an internet development company now making websites. <coughs> I wore a tie every day to work. I wore a shirt and I wore a tie. People are like, they tease me so bad about it. Like, why do you wear a tie? I go, I just want to look sharp. Nobody wears a tie here. Well, that's their choice. Am I being penalized for wearing a tie? You know, I, I wore like a bib. We were in the printing industry, so I, I got a bib, went around me, and I tied it around my neck, right? I was in the color separation department. It made no sense to wear a tie. But I stood out, and the bosses noticed me, and the owners noticed me, and they asked questions about it. And I was there to learn as much as I could. Guess what? I got a job from there to go work for a mortgage company. How do you go from no college, barely in high school, working in printing to working in a mortgage company and doing home loans? I dressed the part. And when I got my job in the mortgage business, I went out and bought the best that I could afford. And it was like 200 bucks from JCPenney's. It was nothing, but it was clean. I had a white shirt, I wore a red tie, I looked sharp. <clears throat> I know we're in casual Friday, casual world. All I know is I don't wanna look like everybody else. I don't want to sound like everybody else. I don't want to work like everybody else. I want to stand out. I don't want to be arrogant. I want to be humble. I want to be the first to arrive, last to leave, dress sharp, ask where can I add more value. There's no way on God's earth you can do those things and not increase your pay 
and increase your wealth. Live below your means so you bring more money in. Create a 40, 40, 10, 10. I'll talk about that more. But in quickly, 40% of your money goes for your expenses. 40% should go into investment. 10% should be given away to charity. And 10% is to go out and party with. Go out and have some fun. I know. Oh, it's only 10%. Well, if you're making two grand, that's 200 bucks. That's enough. If you're spending more than that, you're wasting money. Right, there is such an opportunity to make a tremendous amount of wealth for the money you have if you will pay your dividends. And that's why you gotta create your budget and create a monthly, if not a weekly, commitment to invest. Start building your portfolio. I don't care if it's five bucks, two bucks, one buck, 50 bucks, start something. It's the habit that we want you to develop. And we'll talk more about these in great detail later, but for now, can you do those simple things? I know you can. You wanna be a great man? You wanna win? You're in your 20s or 30s and you're trying to figure out, you know, how do I get ahead? Here it is. It ain't gonna be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. Being a man is not supposed to be a walk in the park. It's tough. That's why God gave us bigger bodies and bigger bones and more toughness and more density because we gotta carry the heavy load. It's just a reality. So, build your body, build your mind, build your wealth. Rave number four. <coughs> Some of you are gonna have an issue with this one, but it's okay. This is the thing that changed my life and I didn't figure it out until much later in my life. And that was build your awareness of the presence of the love of God. If you're not a believer, then you can just click the video off, but hang in there with me, okay? Hang in, just give me five minutes, give me five minutes, okay? Here's what I'm talking about. In my, my opinion, and it's only my opinion, so I'm not gonna sit here and argue theology with me. God loves you, he loves me. I have fallen short so many times in my life, it's ridiculous and it's fairly well documented, okay? I'm the least likely to receive any kind of extra favor or blessings from God just based upon what I've done. But the favor of God is not based upon what I've done. It's based upon how good he is. And I can go into more details now, but I won't. And we'll say that for more time as well. But here's what I want, I want you to do. If you have a belief, I want you to be aware of the goodness of God in your life. I want you to be aware of the fact that he loves you. He is for you. He has plans for you. And the more you're aware of his presence, I don't know how to tell you this, but my own experience has been, I developed some supernatural skills. I have insights to things that I, I shouldn't normally have insights to. I just, I just, I can process things faster. I have more compassion because I'm walking with the presence, the awareness of a God that loves me. I'm aware of the grace I've received. I'm aware of the price he paid in the cross for me. It humbles me in a way that I approach life from a position of gratefulness and, and hopefully from humility and from a, a, a sonship position. Like if your dad was the king of the world, king of America, king of Bellevue, you'd have some authority. Well, my dad happens to be the king of the universe and so does your dad. Believe it or not, that's up to you. When I'm aware of the fact that I have a loving father that is for me, that created all this for me, that has a great plan for life and knows every hair on my head, there's a confidence that comes over me. Not an arrogance, a confidence, a grace, a peace that allows me to get more done today because I'm not spending any time on anxiety worrying. I'm not spending any time on comparing myself to other people. I'm not spending any time on guilt or shame. It's all been released. I'm free 
to focus on the things that add value to my life and those that I love, to build my wealth, <coughs> my health, my mind, so that I can serve the ones that I love. Creating these other things makes no sense and probably has no value if you're thinking about, I just don't need that. I'm doing it for the ones that I love. It's a great saying, if I don't sacrifice for the ones I love, the ones I love will pay the sacrifice. It's a great little saying, but basically what it means is if we don't pay a price, someone that's coming behind us will pay a price that they probably shouldn't pay. Some of you grew up in tough situations because your parents didn't pay the proper price. As a result, you got robbed. They were alcoholics, they were drug people, they were, they were negligent, they were derelict, right? Uh, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. I'm not a hater, okay? I have made mistakes in my own life. My kids may feel that way towards me. You know, they may have every right to. There is stuff that happens. But, the, but the, the, the truth of the matter is, is when you move into a presence mindset, that goes away. You stop judging. You stop feeling judged. You stop being tied up in emotions that don't serve the greater good. And the greater good is to create enough strength so that you can serve those that you love. You can't undo the things that, can be, that have happened, but you can undo how it controls you now. That's why I've said the great definition of grace is it's not just forgiving someone because that is part of it, but it's releasing the authority that that wrongdoing has on you. You're releasing the effect that it has on you. And walking in presence, when you realize what God did for us, you begin to realize that we are, we are so blessed. We are so loved. And the more I'm aware of him in my life every day, the more I'm able to walk through life and take the shots, take the challenges, stay peaceful, stay productive, stay positive, not freak out, not get cocky, not get arrogant, of which I've done all of those. It took me until probably my 50th birthday to figure that out, to walk with the presence of a loving God, not an angry God, not a judging God, not a God that says, thou shalt not, you know, my, my, my God was always Gandalf on the mountain, right? In reality, Jesus personified God. And Jesus was a man that walked with grace, with love, with kindness, with forgiveness. He had a sense of humor. He was kind to everyone. It's well-documented, the life of Jesus. I want to walk with that grace. And the more I'm aware of his presence, the more I can be a person that releases that presence. And that comes into play with being a man. Because part of being a man is be able to increase your capacity to take on more so that you can provide more for those that matter most to you. Can you do this? Can you work on your body? Can you work on your mind? Can you work on your finances? And can you work on your awareness? I'm not saying perfection. Work on it. Take some time. Be aware that he's with you. That he's for you. That he never turns his back on you. Even when you do the dumbest things, he's like, prodigal son, come over here. Let me, let me remind you that you're my son. I love you. We'll spend way more time on this in the future, but if you can increase your presence, then you'll anchor in your identity. And when you anchor in your identity, you'll receive your mission. You follow me? When I know who I am, I now know, based upon my identity, my authority. When I get my authority on my life, then I know 
I've received my mission of what I'm supposed to do with my life. And for me, at this season of my life, this is it. To help you find you, for you to forgive you, for you to love you, for you to be so fired up about doing something great in your life because you've gone through a rebirth. You're working on your body, you're working on your mind. I don't care if you're 13, 300, 300. If you're 50 years old, 60 years old, I don't care what your age is. It's never too late to take those four things very seriously. But if you're in your 20s, now's the time, big time. All right? Hope it helps out. All right. Talk to you soon. Man Maker. Out.